this week on the Roommates Podcast. The girls looking good. Yeah, you, you know, know got the- You know we used to call Club Weagle back in college. I ain't gonna lie to you. What's that? Club Weagle, are you kidding me <laughs> right now? Right here. I ain't lying to you. Back okay. in my freshman year, it was club. I had never seen so many grown <laughs> up women looking like what they look. That's why I showed up. <laughs> hey, like, hey whatever know, gets you whatever in the building. Whatever gets you here. Right? <laughs> you know, you so, gotta catch a fish to clean it. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> I was burning. <laughs> your boy Hafiz, Chris the star the show, and baby. welcome <laughs> to another episode of the Roommates Podcast, a hey, uh, late night conversation taking you behind the scenes of becoming an adult, mm. featuring all the wild and interesting people, conversations, and perspective you, you'd experience on the way, also known as the best hour of your week where you are entertained like a stand-up, educated like a TED Talk, and enlightened like a sermon. Man, we provide a lot. Sensational. Yes, we, yes we, we do. We give a lot to the community. Yes we do. Gosh. Yes we do. Man, hey, welcome back, Jordan. I'm I'm excited to be back. I'm excited that you are here. Ah, it's always good. It's always good, man. A it's recording this, day. It's, it's always a good feeling, man. Especially when we get the love that we get. Oh, uh, like, but we've been getting some love. We got so much, man. Love, we've been getting man. some love this week, man. Talk, tell them about some of that international love we've been getting. Man, shout out to Sh- London. Shout out to all the folks in London. That's crazy. Yes. Hope he can fly us out. If he hey, is a he and is a she. What? Yes. It's too. Thank of you, them. thank you, thank you very much. Also, I heard we has uh somebody up north. Up north, the northerners in Vancouver, mate. Oh, uh, they so safe up there. Oh, I think I, I think mate is Australia. Mate is definitely Australia. Okay. Yeah. Shout out to the homie in Vancouver, man. Appreciate you supporting. You yes, know. Sir. Yes, sir. It's some local people. Shout out to my homeboy. Uh, Marcus Galvan. Okay, Mr. Galvan. Galvan, is that the money people? What money people? Oh, I never I knew a different Galvan. I knew a Galvan. I'm tripping. Wow. Yeah. Never mind. Just random, random. You always do this. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> no, he listens to the show every week. Oh, for real? He Shout out to me, Marcus. He, t- uh, he told me that my um, reverb is too loud or low because I'm loud and I get, you know how I get. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. You got to rip, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I'm, I don't know what that meant, but I'm gonna try to fix it next week. Wait, well, you need to say because I'm loud. I know okay. I'm loud, and you can't really. I just, it is what it is. It is what it is, man. You can't do anything about that. It's me, man. Love me for me. Love me for me, or hate me for me. But regardless, you can listen to the show. <laughs> oh, I get a love it. Listen to the <laughs> Listen to the beat. But yeah, man, how was your week, bro? Man, it was good. Um, Sweet. It was a solid week. Uh, really, no complaints. Okay. Uh, I'm grateful. <laughs> uh, let's, man, let's get to what we want to talk about. Okay. Hey, the juice has been a flowing. Man, the, the juice guys have uh, been very, very, very kind, generous, very kind to you. But I think you heard Whoa, the juice. I know, I know you're not talking, bro. You, what? you had, you've had some. We know. Remember I had that, my time. Remember, <laughs> no, remember that moment that happened. A, I, now we have now. Okay, my mama listen. But let, yeah, the juice. I don't know. I don't know what it is, man. I it's, told you. Your inner glow. It? An inner glow. You know how you know how women be. They be all you know, oiled oh, up and, and shiny, and, and you yeah. be like, oh girl, you glow. Ah, uh, just what? so glow. Got you glowing. Perfect. Perfect. 
Oh man, that's oh, weird. Terrible. Man, I'm telling you. My mom listens to this show now too. Sorry, so. it's all good. It's mom, like, it's how we don't are. worry about it. Righteous the ratchet really Ooh, quick. But, back to back. Um yeah, it's your end of goal. I feel like, you know, you feel I feel like, you know, the the weight is off your shoulders. I feel you. Okay. You feel you, you look good. Thank you. You know, you've been, you been you've just been I feel like you've been your best self. Thank you. You know what? Maybe that's what it is. That's because, probably what it is. Because I oh let me tell you this one the way this way this one girl tried to finesse me. She tried to use one of the moves that I use on women. Wow. Yes. So they try they getting equipped now Yes, they use the old one two switcheroo. Huh. Yeah. So explain to the people. So please. let me explain the one two switcheroo. So as you guys know, I'm a I'm a, I'm part of the big baller brand. You know, I'm triple a B's. triple B's, you know, shout out to Lonzo playing tonight. You know what I mean? Hopefully he plays well. And <laughs> <laughs> I like I like giving assists. I love giving assists to my homies. So the one two switcheroo is. And you a, lead the league in assists, by the way. Thank you, thank you. You know what I mean. I, I try. I try to take care of everybody. Um, so I was the one two switcheroo is a move in which I meet a girl. Yes. I'm talking to her. I warm her up, and then my friend comes, mm. and then I go ahead and switch. So I transition the conversation from being about me and her to being about her and him, mm. and then I. Fade away. You walk away slowly. You walk away slowly. Exactly. And that's a switcheroo. Got you. So this one girl used that move on me. Mm. She came up to me, was talking, flirting, this, that, and the third. He's like, oh. gosh, I like your mouth. (laughs) And she's like, oh, well, here's my friend so-and-so. And And I was like, okay. I'm trying to talk to Uh, you. I'm trying to talk to you. Actually, I wasn't, but it was whatever. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, she hit the switcheroo. And then she just faded faded away. away. Then she came to me. Ooh. Yeah, it wasn't there. It wasn't there. It wasn't but there. It wasn't I was there. like, huh, man, these girls are getting getting equipped with new moves. I mean, you got to. Yeah. You got to nowadays. Yeah. Everybody, everybody know everything. Yeah. You gotta be creative. Yeah. You know, a lot of people shy with social media on talk. Yes, 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 yes. You know? Yes. Cause this another girl came up to me just yesterday. Um, and she was like, my friend. Really she's so cute, oh and she wants to talk to you so badly. Can you please, please talk to her? And I usually don't. Yes. I'm be honest with you. I usually don't. You want to give them no hope, or you just don't? Both. Mm. But then I decided, I realized, I said, you know what? Don't take her back. <laughs> Sorry, guys, the commercial. Gosh. But I, I realized that I could make her day. You know what I mean? You really could. I could make her day because she probably is shy, you know, Probably needs that. You don't conflict. know what's going on. That week. Know what's going on that week, and so me being a douchebagish mm. and ignoring her maybe could make her feel even lesser than a person. Oh, if you know her, you an automatic f boy. F boy. Oh, he gets all this attention. He's not even. You know what's you. funny about oh, it? He probably have a good thing, thing, Lily thing, 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 little Kodak. They go straight to the thing, thing. Little stripped it. They go, they go straight to the thing, thing. When you deny them, I already know. Yeah, and, and guess what? <laughs> she was white. Oh, yeah, white, white. Yeah, so it was a uh, white was, girls uh, getting a bow nowadays. Hey, bro. Hey, they want some chocolate. They want some chocolate dropper. I want some chocolate. <laughs> I know a lot of people that dibble dabble. Ooh, dibble dabble. <laughs> <laughs> they try different things. Ooh, I don't know. Mm, I'm not gonna name these people. Okay. But I mean, shoot, if you single and you want to, you know, try yeah. this race or mm. that race. I'm not saying try to. Would you ever dibble dabble in other um, uh, flavors of ice cream? I have. Oh, 
I have plenty of times. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, nasty. I mean, you know, I, you know, I talked to, I talked to some whiteies before. Ooh. I talked to some of the Indians. Indianos. And, uh, you know, I talked to the Latina. Latino heat girls, man. They, got that salsa they for got you. They, they know how to cook and dance at the same same Ooh, time. Ooh, like a garage, <laughs> like a garage. Oh, <laughs> oh man. So terrible. But but honestly, like what I realized. In the moments where I, I was getting a lot of shots. No, I'm got to follow this girl. I don't give a crap. Okay, go ahead, bro. It is what, done. It, it is what it is. <laughs> boom. And now boom, we wait. Boom, <laughs> But um, I realized, bro, like it was cool, but I could only imagine how annoying it would be. Right? And oh, I was, if, you, if, if girls kept hollering at you. All the time. Mm. Because... You know, I'm thinking about the whole sexual assault thing going on with the Harvey Weinstein and stuff like that. It's more than that. It's just now it's just the whole floodgates. And then a lot of guys are like, what's a big deal? Yeah. You know, it's not no big deal. It's, it is what it is. This, that, and the third. And then I realized, I said, man, like, as a man, you really never get that experience. You don't. Because as, as I said in the previous episode, most people think, you know, if a girl was doing that to you be like a bad girl you know what I mean yeah, yeah, seductive yeah. the girl that you want yeah. but a lot of times for the women it's not guys you want that are doing not these things all. with you and imagine if it was a whole bunch of girls you didn't want were always grabbing you always calling you always trying to touch on you and stuff like that yeah, it I would f- get annoying I quick you, I feel like uh, I, the, <laughs> the biggest fear of a woman is like going down like going down a hallway where you got the basketball team on one ah. And you got that dress on. Oh, and you got that dress on. Heaven, imagine be with your soul. I can only imagine how you like. You literally have to just like head down and just go straight. Oh my god! Unless you like the attention. Yeah. If you like the attention, (sighs) father, talk to your daughter. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. (laughs) But yeah, I I hear you, man. Like, uh, oh man, I could, I could imagine. Like, oh, come here, light skin, (laughs) and grabbing you. Yeah, come here, pretty eyes. Come over here. I know you want this. Mm. Yeah, tang. This poom poom. You gotta get that. <laughs> can you handle this? You probably can't handle this, nigga. You nice kid. Like, I, can't I can't imagine. Yeah, you know? man. Yeah, I, I realized that I said, like, it's not cool because especially being grabbed. You know, like mm. when you're going Depends to a who grabbing. True. <laughs> when you're going to a destination and someone just grabs you yeah. like they own you it's just something about that that's just like who the freak do you think you are that's true they come up to you in the gas station oh that's crazy I didn't even know that until last week until last week they was like just pulled up on somebody yeah. in the gas station so I feel like you know it, it kind of changed the way even I shoot my shots nowadays you know what I mean because you're trying to think about yeah I'm kind of thinking about her because I'm like okay a lot of times I would just think about myself and be like okay I want you now but She's a human being. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, she yeah. may not want to talk at this moment. She may have plans. She may have a destination. She may have all these things going on. And so for me, it's changed the way I even approach. And I feel like a lot of men, like me, because you know me, I'm shooting. <laughs> we don't got to say much. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> we, yeah, we, know, yeah, yeah. we know we know, what's going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel like we don't even consider it. And if we're able to consider like what these women are going through, man, it could... It can really help these women because I feel like they're just their voices are lost in this situation. Yeah, because they, I feel like they, um, like 
We treat them probably like objects. Like, yeah, man, you know, I know I do, boy. Especially when she looking good. I mean, you know, she when she got that wagon. Ooh, let, let me, me hop on board. Choo choo train. You feel me? Choo uh, choo. All right. <laughs> but yeah, like because yeah. like we say things like that. It's like, man, you know, I'm actually more than just the thing behind yeah, me. You yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah, uh, yeah. like you have You're to like come at me correct. You, you know, yeah. um, I feel. I feel like, man, that kid, that definitely can be annoying. Yeah. You don't want to talk to, like, especially if, if girls, because I feel like that's one of the things, like, man, do I really feel like being hollered at, yeah. bothered, grabbed at in the yeah. club? Yeah. You know? That that probably is a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. But not just at the club, but everywhere. You know what I mean? Yeah, going I'm to the mall, I, I going like to the saying, store. You're trying to go out with your girls. You oh, yeah, have yeah, time. yeah. That's real. That's real. You have to face these fellas. Yeah, that's they real. They out here. They out here. Cause I, cause like I know. dogs. I know. So I just shoot. Shoot. I've been a dog and I'm still a recovering dogaholic. Dogaholics. It's a, it's a thing. We're going to write a book. Ooh. <laughs> write a book. Yeah. I'm saying, yeah, like, that's a, that's, I wouldn't want the world to reverse. That's why I like being a man. I love being a man. I was thinking about that the other day when I was at this one spot and they, woo wee, boy, that spot was thick. It was thick. Thick a root. I was like, thank Literally God I'm a man. <laughs> but yeah, man, I just I just mind curve my I want to tell women, you know, we we're we're here for you. We understand. We, we're, we're understanding. We're trying to grow. We definitely are trying to grow and understand that, you know, your experiences are unique and we as men have to be able to get outside of our own comfort zone, outside of our own way of thinking, outside of our own boxes and perspectives. Perspectives and to really understand that your experience is unique and you guys deserve to be treated like human beings with worth, dignity, and value, and we shouldn't objectify you, sexualize you, yes. and grab you. And also share. Share this conversation. Yeah, yeah, Not yeah. Not only yeah, share the yeah, podcast, yeah. but share this conversation. Most definitely. Talk, talk to your brothers. Yeah, talk to yeah, your cousins. Yeah, yeah fellas. Talk to your, your guy friends, yeah. whatever. Like, listen, when y'all do this, this is how we feel. Yeah. Yada, yada, yada. So you That's get real. power. Us men become yeah. better men. Yeah. So you all's world can be better and of we course. can serve you. Love um, it. And guys, we got to get better. Gotta get, we got to be more creative at hollering. Oh, yeah. No yeah, cat yeah. calling. No cat calling. But we going to holler. No, it's, it's hey, can we, hey, ma, is that bad? Hey, ma is definitely bad. Okay. Especially, like, depending on, oh, man, Lord, these bougie women out here, hey, ma, yeah. you gonna call me ma, <laughs> hey, ma. Come on, man, that's, that's easy talking. Yeah, that's, okay, They're gonna flame you up. Bad, bad. You're gonna be all over in somebody's group, yeah. DMs, like, they're gonna be yeah. flaming you up, Hafiz. I don't, I don't, no, 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 that's not, whoa, that's not mine. That's I'm not mine. I'm, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm okay. saying. Okay, go back, back, back. Fellas, no hey, ma, no hey, B word. Oh, yeah, What's up, cutie? Yeah. And then don't do that whole lame thing where I do it sometimes, too, so I'm gonna try to stop. But like when she turns you down, you start getting, then you get all mad at her. You know oh, what I mean? Oh, 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 I'm not good enough? You yeah. ain't that cute No, anyway. yeah, like, oh, ugly, yeah, yeah. you know? No, I mean, I, I, some I, I, girls, some some girls ain't that cute to be acting like that. Yeah, you. some not, of them are. Like, well, hold up, like, whoa, whoa. Yeah, that's true, makes sense. You better be, yeah. be humble. <laughs> Ooh, on that note. <laughs> um, but guys, really excited about this next guest coming up. Really excited. He's sitting here. Yes. He's ready to jump on the stage. Yes. But guys- He's laughing at us. Yeah. He's praying for us. Right <laughs> oh, now. amen. He's he definitely praying for us. <laughs> Thank you, Guys, Lord. our challenge to you guys is listen to everything. Though you may disagree, mate, though you have different views, I'm really excited about this conversation coming up. I want you to listen, open mind, open heart, listen to the whole thing. You know the roommates, we got range. We get ratchet, but we yes. got to get righteous sometimes. We got to. Because we got to get right. Especially in the holiday season. Yes. Amen. Amen. So, ready for the break? I'm ready. Let's do it. We got a roommates and we'll be back.
Okay, okay, we are back, we are back, and guys, man, we are here with a brand new roommate. I'm excited. I'm super excited about this. I'm really excited about this. At first, I didn't know what to call him, yeah. but he said he gave me permission <laughs> yes. to call him his first name, so Go now I feel it. like we're on first name basis. If we're roommates. If, if we're, we're roommates, roommates we got to please right. welcome to the show, Reverend Alexander, and he let us call us... Let him call him Alexander for today. Welcome to the show. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. If y'all do not know who this man is, let him know, Jordan. Let, let him know who y'all this do not guy know who is. This, man, this is the man that be in the background and, and we just making them faces, <laughs> making them faces. Yeah. yeah. Oh, every time I would go to Wheeler, I see him and I can see I can just see the word and I can see the the Holy Spirit just capture him mm. and uh, and he's been he's a very big role model in this community, especially awesome. in. And Wheeler Avenue, and I know a lot of people, a lot of our listeners go to go and attend your church. Yeah. And I know it's gonna be really big. Wait, Jordan, hold on one second. Hold on one oh, second. Er, you know, er, oh, my bad, my bad. Okay, my bad. no, I was saying go. Oh, oh, okay. Here you go. You know we're an international podcast. We are. So some of our listeners in London, shout out to our listeners in London, may not know True. that we where where Wheeler Baptist is. You know what I mean? It's a legendary church. It's a legendary church Third Ward, in Houston, Houston Texas. All that's been in the city. Doing mm. some super dope work. So for my international listeners, because I don't want you to forget about international you are, you are, audience. Right, you you right. know, we're doing big things out there. <laughs> I understand. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, you, gotta, you gotta let That's them know. Up. But yeah, man, tell the people about yourself. You know, give a little synopsis. Just introduce yourself to our our listeners. Well, as Jordan said, as you said, Alexander Johnson. Uh, serve as the associate pastor here at Wheeler Avenue. I've been in this capacity for the last four years, and it's been a joy. Uh, mm. It's a great church, 55 years old, started yep. under the leadership of the civil rights leader, Houston's pastor, the Reverend Dr. William Alexander Lawson, mm, um, mm, mm. and he turned the mantle over to our senior pastor after 42 years of leadership. Wow. And he... Uh, our senior pastor, the Reverend Dr. Marcus D. Cosby, has just taken the church to higher heights and deeper mm-hmm. depths. Uh, we've grown exponentially, and so we're just trying to uh, worship Jesus Christ and minister to the total person. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's what we do here at Wheeler Avenue. So I'm in charge of the ministries and the uh, worship experience here. That's dope. That's dope. But how many calories does Pastor Cosby burn? <laughs> if you guys, if, if for our international listeners, man, you know, I got I got to throw that out there today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's a black church, yeah, so we be getting yeah. down. You know, it ain't just no, 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 no. We be get, they be getting down at Wheeler Baptist. Yeah, well, we have four services every Sunday: seven fifteen, nine, eleven, and one. And uh, Pastor Cosby generally preaches all of them. I just had the opportunity to preach this past Sunday, and it's taxing. I mean, it's mm. no joke. After that one o'clock service, you're ready yeah. to go home, get some chicken, and <laughs> bed. I love me some chicken. Yeah, so where did you go to seminary? So I did. I did seminary at. Uh, I did a year at Howard School of okay, Divinity shout in out Washington D.C. And I transferred over to Princeton Theological Ooh, Seminary in Jersey. Talk that ish, boy. Talk that <laughs> ish, Pastor. Yeah. And how how, how is Ooh, how is like then. the college of seminary? Because you know, is it like normal college? You know, yeah, you yeah, got yeah. your Thirsty Thursdays and you got your <laughs> turn on weekend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, and you they know. you know we go Sunday. You know they go to church, <laughs> pray, or you know. I just want to know. I just I, that's why I imagine a lot of prayer, yeah. meditation, okay. a lot of long time. Absolutely, all of that. Okay, well, but I went to school. It's a Presbyterian school. Okay, so so a lot of our very Caucasian campus. brothers and sisters. <laughs> okay. not Amen. dry at all. Ooh, okay, well, they like slippery. to get down. Slippery. <laughs> 
they like to get down. So they yeah. go down to the bar every yeah. uh, Thursday, and you know they'd have their karaoke nights okay. on Friday, and you know beer pong in the basement. Okay. All they of lean that the church at right the now. seminary. I, you know, so. you partaking in drinking of the alcoholic beverages occasionally. How, every first Sunday. Oh, two. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Boom. That's this Sunday coming up. <laughs> oh, nah. That's oh, uh, that's. Man, Princeton, we can we can go down that we can really go down there. But before we begin our show, I got a very very important question. I just this I just is gotta, very big. I got I gotta know in order to establish healthy relationships. Are you down with the big baller brand and Levar Ball? <laughs> <laughs> that's the that's the uh, pertinent question. Yes, huh? it is. It is. Uh, yes. I, I really haven't been able to dive into to the big baller brand. I, I saw the latest uh, interview he did on CNN with oh. Don Lemon, which was just—I mean, my mind was about to explode just watching it. I didn't know what yeah. was going on. Yeah. Uh, I, I appreciate his enthusiasm and his love for his kids. Yeah. Uh, he is—he is one of a kind. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let the church say amen to amen. that. Yeah. Amen, amen. I'm a, I'm a big fan of the Big Baller brand. You okay. know, number I mean? one fan. I'm playing. the number one. I'm, I am the number one fan of the Big Baller brand. But the reason why I love the Big Baller brand is because I Let feel like in society, and I would like for you to speak up, speak up about this for a little bit before we jump into the meat. Um, in society, I feel like there's such a negative portrayal of fathers. You know, mm. and when you look at, especially in the sports sporting world, you go to like draft day, you always see mom there. You see a lot of mothers and grandmas, but you never see father present. You see sure. so many athletes, like the burning desire in their stomach that causes them to grind really hard is that like that anger that dad wasn't there for a lot of these athletes. Especially and, the black athletes. Especially the black athletes. But for me to see a black man who has sons that not only excel in the sport, yeah. meaning that he trained them and disciplined them well in the athletic field, but sons who absolutely adore and love him, which means that in the emotional and spiritual aspect of being a parent, which a lot of, unfortunately, men miss out on, mm -hmm. he killed it. And yeah. so for me, celebrating that, I'm sorry, celebrating that was such a great opportunity and I'm excited about that because we need to see more of that in society. Sure. Yeah. Sure. I think it's great. I mean, he's present. You can't knock his commitment to his sons and to to ensuring that their their brand and clearly he's he's raised them uh fairly well. Yeah. Uh it was unfortunate the experience of the UCLA players uh oh, engaged in in China, but yeah. uh beyond that, it's it's obvious that he has a sincere commitment. He's uh dedicated to ensuring the betterment of his his sons uh and their brand. Yeah. Uh mm -hmm. he he is a, a marketing genius yes, as I would I would suspect. Mm -hmm. Uh Based upon just the the sheer foolishness of the interview that he had with, with Don Lemon, I mean, the next day it was viral. Everyone yeah. was talking about it. Yeah. Uh, if he came on there and he was just an average guest, or yeah. you know, it wouldn't it wouldn't have had the same impact. But because of who he is, yeah. I think he he markets. Part of his insanity is yeah. his marketing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but absolutely, it's yeah. it's it's remarkable to see uh, a black father who is so present yeah. and so committed to ensuring his son's betterment and their progress in their sport. Yeah, uh, and he he's clearly their number one fan, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, almost to to a fault sometimes, <laughs> exactly. right? Yeah. So it's 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 awesome to see him in that capacity. That's dope. Gosh. You just talk too much, huh? Talk yeah, too yeah, much. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, sometimes you know, I don't even think he knows what he's saying. Sometimes. I'm telling you, you know, yeah. they, they said for him to have that much exposure and advertisement, that would have cost him 13.1 million. Yeah, that he got from Trump and CNN. Yeah, 
Yeah, that, that alone. That brilliant. Was, wow. Free. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I would have I'll flame up Trump to get this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do you gotta, sometimes. Yeah, you gotta sacrifice. Oh uh, man, but um, but yeah, so what we do on the show is that we really like to allow our listeners to, to take a deep dive into our lives. True. And what what we like to say in our intro is this is a behind the scenes of becoming an adult because I feel like Instagram nowadays puts this facade of everything is clean and cut and oh I'm blessed and highly favored and everything is so amazing mm-hmm. but in reality there's such a murkiness and difficulties in just finding yourself not just as a man or a woman but especially like spiritually in those young adult years yep. and so we want to take people on the behind the scenes journey on that and so I think it was like what was it February March when we were kind of going through that serious dark Period now, of are you life? kidding me? February, March, April, April. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, Yeah, wow. yeah. We so, went through it. That first half of the year, I would say. Yeah, we yeah, yeah, it. yeah. So, Definitely. It's tough. Yeah, so C.S. Lewis described it as like the dark night of the soul, right? Yeah. This really dark period of life. And I feel like we all went through it in a lot of our podcasts. Um, episodes you can it, you reflected that. And so one of the biggest things that we've noticed is that, man, like but when we were going through it, the advantage we had was one another. You know, we had one another to uplift, encourage, keep us going. But the biggest thing that we've seen is that a lot of young adults not only have nobody, but in those times, they leave the church, right? Yep. And I feel like right now, more than anything, we know we have a lot of listeners who are non-believers, right? And they feel like they're going through a lot in the church. They feel like the church is so irrelevant. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They feel like the church is so outdated, especially, mm-hmm. you know, our, our generation. Yeah. And I wanted just to get your opinion on it. Like, what do you think is, you know, causing a lot of these young adults you know, to be so disconnected to the church, like what do you think is like really, really stemming from this issue? Sure. That's a great question. Yeah. Um, I want to say C.S. Lewis was quoting, uh, but I can't recall who he was quoting, John John, someone, uh, when he called it the dark night of the soul. Yeah, yeah. It's this experience of going through and experiencing almost suffering mm. and not knowing where to turn in the midst of experiencing suffering. And one of the problems I think our generation, uh, millennials have, is is that we, we like this, um, you can have it your way society type mm. of experience. Explain, and, explain that. And, well, I call it consumer Christianity, if okay. you will, right? So if I go to the church and I'm not getting exactly what I want from the church, or if I go to the church and then I have to go through some suffering or that dark night of the soul, mm. then I'm mad at God because, mm-hmm. you know, why is God letting me suffer? Yeah. It's a question mm-hmm. that I think a lot of us face, uh, young adults, when we hit some some tribulation or some hardship in life, why if I'm with this God who's in control and who can bless me, why do I have to experience turmoil? And mm. why do I have to go through a period of not knowing where my next food, uh, my next check is coming from to pay for my next meal? Or You know, so, so I think the frustration that accompanies growing up mm-hmm. uh, often causes us to, to blame God for hardship mm-hmm. uh, when we don't necessarily blame God with the same fervor when God blesses us or when mm-hmm. God takes care of us and we we kind of just you know nonchalant about it because everything's going well so we're not having to cry out God save me God help me yeah. we're just going through life experiencing life as normal yeah. taking for granted that life as normal is only as a consequence of the mercy of God right mm-hmm. okay. so I think part of the problem is we don't get what we want and yeah. when we don't get what we want we got to find someone to blame yeah. and who better than God mm. Mm. wow I also think it's uh, it's like I think people when they experience Christianity for the first time, especially in college, yeah. uh, or at a young age, it's usually the people around them that's yeah. uh that brought them up, that mentorship or discipleship, and uh, I feel like it's some some church people probably 
talk down upon some people or put blame on other people. And that kind of turned, you know, their turn their way from God. Mm. And because uh, I feel like I've seen that in college where people, um, where somebody had a disagreement with a church folk and they just like, well, if if this person leads to me like this, maybe God leads to me like this as well. Okay. And how can I associate myself with this if, So you're you saying know, like people are getting burned by the church? I think people are getting burned by, not only by the church, I don't by think people. like, by people as okay. well. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So okay. it's not only like, consumer. I think it's definitely where if you come to church and you're expecting something, you're not getting it, yeah, yeah, you can yeah. definitely turn away. But yeah. I also think people as well, um, when you get a lot of, uh, affirmation, a lot of confirmation. Like, man, you a Christian, you doing this, you doing good, and all yeah. of a sudden that just goes away. Yeah, maybe your heart wasn't really with God. You know, yeah. that's why people probably walked away. Yeah. Um, as well, I think also experiences. I think experiences uh, that like people made lordship decisions. People made decisions to follow God, and they're not really benefiting anything. That kind of goes to consumerism as well. But um, I think. People also, I think people see it as a sprint and not a marathon. Okay. And I don't think that's really preached a lot in the church, mm. uh, especially when I was in college. I don't think it was preached a lot. Um, I didn't know I was going to have a dark season yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and know it was coming and didn't know how to deal with it. Yeah. Thank God I had the podcast and you all, but yeah. what you about to say? No, man, I, I really want to touch on that first part you were talking about, uh, the people. I think um, sometimes Christians do Christianity a disservice. Okay. Mm. Uh, I think we, we really misrepresent the kingdom sometimes when when we allow ourselves and our selfishness and our selfish ambitions uh, to to uh, make us look more like the enemy than like Christ or yeah. more like uh, someone who's not Christ than like Christ. And, and uh, it was Gandhi who said, you know, I like your Christ, but you're Christians. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. I, can't, I can't get with them. Yeah. Um, and and st- the too, too often, I would say, uh, we, we misrepresent Christ. Yeah. And it, w- it would be better if we walked around not telling everybody we were Christians because we, we do disservice to the kingdom. You know, yeah. I don't want to be a part of something you're a part of. Yeah. And you walk around every day, you yeah. act like you never had a good day. You yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you're frowning every day. You're That's mad right. and cantankerous. I don't yeah. want to be a part of that. Cantankerous. Yeah. What a T-word. word. Boy, a T-word. Yeah. 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 So yeah. we That's just got to right <laughs> We got to smile more, man. We just got to be. Yeah. You know, you got to experience joy in life yeah. if you're going to tell somebody. You know, come come join the church, the, the body of Christ. Yeah. Um, he says, you know, I've come to give you abundant life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, not mundane life, yeah. not just drudgery every day, but. Abundant life. That's yeah. life to the full. You're supposed to have joy in life. So yeah, yeah. too many Christians walk around like sad. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can't be sad every day yeah. and be a Christian. Like not yeah. every day. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Two things I want to touch on. I think the first thing that I was thinking about what you said um, when you said when you initially described that a lot of people are misrepresenting God. I think that's some of the biggest issues that our generation faces. You so know hypocrites. What I mean? Yeah, it's, but no, not just hypocrites. I think it's hypocrites and they're sinners, right? Okay. So we're all sinners. So at any time of the day, if you get a behind-the-scenes camera on us, you're going to see things that are obviously misrepresenting God because yeah. obviously we're not perfect, right? right? Exactly. Right. But And so sometimes I feel like be, um, people may look at a Christian who makes a mistake and like to your point will say or to your point oh they did this wrong therefore exactly. I'm going to throw away the baby with the bathwater. Exactly. Sure. But sure. the hypocrisy is just living not just saying not just 
making mistakes, but saying I don't make mistakes, mm-hmm. acting perfect, yeah. and living in habitual um, sin. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, I got you. Right, right, and right. so I feel like one of the biggest things that really is going on is that for a lot of people who leave the church, it's like you said, it's that Gandhi philosophy is that they're leaving because of a Christian. Yeah. But you should never follow a God because of a person. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, right, and right. so I think that's some, I think that's a big wrestle that I know I had, because I'm be honest with you, like when I first became a Christian, I got I got burned by the church thoroughly. Yeah. You know, and um I mean, we talked about it. Yeah. I, I, I maybe I haven't shared with our listeners on the show, but I got burned a lot. And the years later, you know what I mean, the um the elders apologized to me. They had a conference call and they all apologized to me wow. personally. Wow. Um but you know, that was years later. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, I was I had still had some wounds from it, but the biggest thing I knew was that I love those men. You know what I mean? I knew they loved God, and it's, and on their journey to God, they're gonna be imperfect. Right. You know, the same way that I'm imperfect. Right. And I feel like what what draws too many people away is that when someone hurts you who label who has a Christian label, they go throw away the Christ with it. So let me let me say this, man. Yeah. I think I think there's been a culture of Christianity, and I mean it. It probably started around the 1950s or so, probably before that, yeah. where persons in the church thought that you had to be perfect to be in the church. Okay, and so we we labeled those who are in the church as saints and those who are outside the church as sinners, right? Mm-hmm. When in reality, we all sinners, That's right? Real. That's and real. we're being perfected, yeah. uh, but none of us is perfect. Gotcha. And so when we come and we put this facade on and act like, you know, you have to be uh, at a certain level before you can have relationship with the church, yeah. then we do a disservice again, not only to those who would be uh, members of the church, but to those who are members of the church, mm-hmm. and then they have to walk around trying to act like they met this facade, mm-hmm. when in reality, we're all sinners. Now, yeah. the fact of the matter is, at some point, when you have a true, authentic relationship with God, it should cause you to change and yeah. to be more like Christ, right? Yeah. But you're not perfect. No yeah. one's perfect. And those who go around beating up others or bashing them over the head, I mean, yeah. none of us has a heaven or a hell to put anyone in, right? That's mm-hmm. So we have to be really mindful of, of being more authentic with our Christianity. You yeah. know, it's like those people who say, when I get my act together, then I'll join the church. Or yeah, when I yeah, get yeah. right, then I'll give my life to Christ. Well, you can't get right That's real. outside of a relationship with Christ, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not it's not like we have to wait until you're perfect to, to allow you to join the church. No, yeah. we want the sinners. We want the strippers and the drug dealers. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we want, I don't know if stripping is a sin, uh, but we want all oh, of them. Oh, uh, wow. <laughs> in that case. <laughs> Yeah, I can cut that. But no. well, we want, you know, yeah, yeah. you know, I know what I'm saying. saying. What we saying. want, we want the least of these. Yeah. We want those who are experiencing the hard times of life yeah. to be in the church yeah. because where better for them to be than in the church, in the body of Christ? And by church, you, you're not. You mean like people, not building, right? The body, the okay, fellowship, cool. yeah. not not the not the sanctuary. I think that's what people. I think that's what pe- a lot of people are like. That's what they wrestle with. I yeah. think a lot of like a lot of my friends are non-Christian and, you, and they hear language like, we want you to join the church, we want you to join the church. It's like, they're thinking, oh, you want me to join an organization to get money, to give you money. But you're saying not be a part of a building or an organization, but be a part of a group of people. Is that, is, am I correct with right, that? Right, right. So when I say join the church, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. the church is, uh, the in the in the Greek, it's the called out community, right? Okay. If, you, if you look at the word in the, in the Greek, the ecclesia, the called out community. Okay. So it's not, yeah, it's nothing to do with 
uh, four walls, a uh, pulpit. That that's good. Yeah. Now I think corporate worship is necessary, that's right? Real. You need to get into a, a space where you can be around like-minded individuals and experience an encounter with God, right? Yeah, that's, that's what corporate worship is about. But we also have to be those who understand the body of Christ, right? Yeah. So, uh, like any body, there are different members to a body, right? Different yeah. ligaments, right? And so, if you have something that my body of Christ needs, and you're refusing to join the body then my body is not functioning properly because I have a member that's not present, right? Okay. So I'm dysfunctional because people who who could benefit the church yeah. body yeah. aren't connected to the church body. Yeah. And so the church will never operate at its maximum capacity until it has all of the members yeah. connected to the body. And then how do you, like, what about the people who are like, okay, that's cool, but right now they they, they see like, the televangelists, they see all these people on TV who are driving these jets and yeah, yeah, driving yeah. Bentleys and, and they see the church as just a big money scam. Like, like what, what are your thoughts about that? How, how do you even address for people who are skeptical like that? Sure. And I don't want to paint too broadly. With a, uh, uh, too broadly. Uh, there are some who manipulate the, the word of God. There are some who manipulate the church, yeah. um, and who have who have made it a more about um, profit uh, than than prospering holistically, yeah. right? Gotcha. Um, there there are those who who have done that, and I think that's most unfortunate and detrimental to to the church. I think it ruins the witness of the church, um, and it is it is um, it's it's sickening, you know. Yeah. Uh, you are you're taking something that's intended to make people whole, and you're only making yourself more profitable. Yeah. Um, so I think I think I understand the skepticism, right? Mm. So that's why you have to be one who can understand as as any 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 Christian. Uh, I often encourage when we have Bible study, all of our students in Bible study, all of our members who come to Bible study. I say if I say something that you don't agree with, you should be able to check me. And you should be able to know the word of God well enough. Now, I've studied it. I've went to school for it. I've gone to school for it. Uh, so, you know, I, I may have some some historical or contextual understanding that they may not have, right? Yeah. And I should, hopefully, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. You know, I, I do work here. I do this for a living. <laughs> I do work yeah, yeah, here. Yeah, but yeah, at the yeah, same yeah. day, everyone should have enough word in them to be able to discern when someone is manipulating the word, yeah. right? So you should be so able like, to- follow your. Uh, so, you, so you're saying like- there should be a. I'm, I'm thinking about people who have no spiritual background right now. So you're saying like there should be like an idea in your mind where if you're sitting in a church building and you're hearing a message about simply prospering, not just you spiritually, but the pastor financially, an alarm should ring in your mind and kind of warn you like this. This may not be the best place for you. Yeah, I give you an example. I, I have visited church. I'm not gonna say, it, but I visited church this year. And um, and during offering time, pastor, pastor played around. You know, I'm visiting church, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm I'm not gonna give. Be honest, <laughs> yeah, with you. Like, yeah, I don't yeah, know you yeah, like yeah. that, so yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna give. So um, so they end up they counted how much money they had. Oh, during service? During well, you know, like, it was like all right, one, <laughs> two, but you know, off like to the, the side, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they okay. came. You know, gave gave my man yeah. the paper. Yeah. I saw it. You needed yeah. some more. He basically said, "Hey, I need I need some more. I'm going to do this. You need y'all need me looking good. I need a new suit. I no, need new I no. promise you, bro. Are you serious? I promise you. <laughs> he said, "You want me look? Y'all got y'all want me looking good, right? Oh, you want me looking God. good? I'm horrible. looking around like." 
That's horrible. He got me so jacked up. That's horrible, man. Pass the play back around until yeah. he got the, the money he wanted. That's ridiculous. So oddly enough, my wife and I were talking about experiences like that. Not yeah. not with the, the preacher getting up and, and there know, justifying another that's offering for his own wardrobe. <laughs> um that's that's outlandish. Yeah. Um but I mean that that's a common practice when a church is trying to meet a budget for a meeting or uh, a revival or mm. something, right? You gave but, a good word though. I'm not gonna pay for it. No, but I mean that's that's unfortunate, right? Yeah. Because that yeah. that lost your trust as a as a off visitor, top. right? Yeah, off top. Um because he's he's profiting and he's more concerned with you know getting your money to to fit his wardrobe to suit his wardrobe uh that's that's awful that's that's in my estimation mm-hmm. i think you know if if you're a pastor you're a pastor you're a shepherd of a, a flock right yeah a shepherd's primary concern should be the sheep right you're a pastor of a flock i'm more concerned about the people than I am about my own personal profit. That's right? real. Yeah. That that should be the mentality. Now, to be no to be to be pitch. fully honest, right? You know, I don't preach for money, right? Yeah. yeah. But I don't preach for free. <laughs> <laughs> I would, you know, I would. Honestly, I would. Uh, yeah, yeah, I love yeah. preaching. He goes to send us the invoice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This one's this one's gratis. <laughs> no, nah, man. But the Bible even says, you know, the man of God who who labors in word and deed is yeah. worthy of double don't, honor. Don't right? muzzle an ox. Don't don't. You read the Bible. Come on, man. Y'all spiritual. <laughs> Come on, man. Come right. on. Yeah, Come you know. On. Yeah. yeah. Flex on so, But but you should not do so. To, to the detriment of the people, right? You, should, you shouldn't engage in, in ministry uh, that that leaves visitors suspect with respect yeah. to you know whether I can trust my this church yeah. with my resources that are going for kingdom edification. Yeah. So it's, that's unfortunate, man. Yeah, I, man. You know. Man, no, that's good, and I, 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 I really, I really appreciate that because I feel like a lot of people deal with that, and like I said, we have a a lot of our listeners I know right now. Um, are not Christians, you know, and are really dealing with this stuff and trying to, you know, this is the you know, holiday season, you know, yeah, you know, tough feeling, season. feeling you know, trying to figure it out, you know. No more got, season for loneliness. No. Yeah. Speaking of loneliness, I have <laughs> exactly. a question for you. Sure enough. We, we know you're a man of God. And you're you're, mar- you're married, right? I am. Congratulations. Wait, I think, beautiful wife. Is it one year? I think a I heard that one time. A little over a year. It was a year in July. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. So my question is, during... Were you engaged in the cuddling season? Um, <laughs> before? In the cuddling season. You know, because it's, 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 it's cuddling and they call it cuffing season. Cuffing it's, season. It's, it's both, it's both of those. Season. So I guess it's gotcha. when it's cold, you cuddle. Yes. And in order to cuddle, you got to cuff. You got to cuff. So it's kind of a... Yeah, it's cuddling, cuddling is like a like a prerequisite. You know, okay. like you, wait, wait, wait. I thought cuffing was a prerequisite. No. So you it's cuddle? Cuddled, you, like, it's cuddle, like you cuddle. Okay. And then you cuff. Okay. After, and after you cuff, yeah. I mean, cuffing season ends on Valentine's Day. That's when okay. you got your gal or man. Okay. So, you mean, you know. So, y'all don't even got the terminology right. I don't even know how to respond. No, so I, I hear you. Which is. <laughs> I hear you. We're going to so, talk about cuddling right now because you already cuffed. Yeah. <laughs> so, when, how did you, when you were single, you know what I mean? I feel like a lot of. Let's keep it in 100. Let's keep it 100. Let's right talk. Here. This is what we really came here for. <laughs> I want to talk. I want to talk. Man, a lot of guys right now who maybe were raised in a church, maybe trying to grow spiritually, the biggest thing, and women as well, I, yes. I, I, I want to speak about guys only, the biggest hurdle is the no sex stuff. Sure. They hate it mm-hmm. because they feel 
in their bodies. I'm just talking, maybe. Talking from experience, maybe. <laughs> but just maybe. How you going to say just, just maybe? Just maybe. <laughs> we try to be as real as possible. No, you know, he's keeping it 100. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> talking from experience. Yeah. All but right, go ahead. It's like you have all these feelings and emotion and the girls looking good. Uh, you know. You know, got the- you know, we used to call Cub Weaver back in college. I ain't going to lie to you. What's that? Club Weagle, are you kidding me right now? Right here. I ain't lying to you. Back okay. in my freshman year, it was club. I had never seen so many grown <laughs> up women looking like what they look. That's why I showed up. Hey, <laughs> like, hey whatever know, gets you whatever in the building. Whatever gets you here. <laughs> you know, you so, got to catch a fish to clean it. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, it's already <laughs> But, uh, so how, like, so how do... How do you how do you how do guys deal with that? I, I feel like a lot of people feel like the church's teachings on sex is so irrelevant. They really don't talk about it, and they don't and they don't talk about it. And like let let's go let's start off with somebody who's not trying to follow God. You know yeah. what I mean? But they're trying to be a little spiritual this year because you know because it's new season. Twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen. New me. Yes. New self. Yeah. And they're but they're wrestling with the whole no sex thing. Why why like why is that such a big deal in like Christianity? Like why do people even talk about like, why is that even a thing? So, I mean, in let's talk about it from two two perspectives, okay, right? Let's do it. Let's talk about it from the church perspective, and then let's talk about it from the roommate's perspective, Ooh, all right? Oh, roommates. Let's, I wasn't ready. I'm ready. <laughs> all right, from the church perspective, if you're going to teach something, you got to teach that, right? Yeah. You have a doctrine, you have something you believe, and you, yeah. you're supposed to teach that doctrine. You're supposed to stick with that doctrine. If you believe that murder is sin, yeah. you teach that murder is sin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and no one has a problem saying, "Well, I really, I wanted to, I wanted to kill that brother and sister, right?" <laughs> <Man>. <laughs> but you don't, you don't act on it, right? Just because you had that urge or that impulse. Yeah. But then you want to say, "Man, I really wanted to, to knock her down," and then you go do it, and you say, "Well, what's so wrong with it?" You know, the church they got a problem with me, you know, sleeping around. But well, we have a problem with a lot of things in the church, yeah. but. There are a few more things that are more enticing, right? Yeah. yeah. So, you know, bad language, foul language, that's yeah, a little yeah, easier yeah, yeah, to, yeah. to slip up on, right? Yeah. You know, sleeping with someone, that's a little easier to, to, to slip up on. And you're built to desire that person, right? Yeah. Like your, your biology, your body tells you, mm-hmm. I want her. Yeah. Or, you know, the woman, or I want him, right? Yeah. And so that that natural inclination is something that we have to wrestle with as as Christians. And here's why: because when you give yourself away to someone, you you do yourself a disservice, right? Mm-hmm. And you potentially do harm to that person spiritually. How? All right. So you, you sleep around with someone, you know, she falls in love, and then you keep moving, right? Mm-hmm. Now you've hurt a piece of her. Now she's less inclined to be vulnerable with the next guy because she's still hurt because of what you did, right? Mm-hmm. Or vice versa. Yeah. Um, it. it it has it has uh, effects that we sometimes don't talk about or care about, but they're real effects, right? And we do a disservice to to our sisters and brothers uh, when we are mindless or careless with regard to our sexuality and with whom we engage um, in, on that level. Now, from the roommate's perspective, okay, yeah, sex is great. Yeah, yeah, right. Everyone wants to have sex if you can. Yeah. Yep. You know, and and why is it that the church is going to to legislate my sexuality or my ability to engage in intercourse with anyone? What what gives the church that right? Well, mm-hmm. if you say you ascribe to a belief, then it's your responsibility to ascribe to that belief. Now you can throw you can throw that out, but then are you really a believer? Yeah. Do you, do you really believe, or do you just you know pick and choose? Mm-hmm. And and how do you get to pick and choose? 
if the word of God says something, mm-hmm. right? Now, if you can if you can justify it to me scholastically and bibl- biblically and and uh, scripturally and authoritatively, come try. I, yeah. I'd love to engage the conversation, mm-hmm. yeah. but you know the word of God is clear that, okay. that sex was created for a man and a woman and man and wife, yeah. yeah. Husband and wife. Okay, I, I I hear you, and I feel like a lot of our listeners uh, understand that, but they want the draws half the time. You know, <laughs> yeah, like yeah. how what yeah. are some things of men and women can do practically to one either get their mind off of it, or they can do like what do like what do they have to do because it's a real urge. I feel like it's a right. real problem because there's some freaks in that pulpit. Oh, so pulpit? Yeah. I'm just playing. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> whoa. <laughs> I think I think we put ourselves in in situations sometimes, and we know we shouldn't, right? Okay. Okay. You, you say, "All right, I'm gonna try my best to resist," but then I'm gonna go over late at night, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Netflix and chill. And you know, I know what I'm doing. I say I say I want one thing, yeah. but in my mind, in the back of my mind, that urge is well. If it happens, it happens, mm-hmm. right? So I think we we should, if we're really trying to to follow the the word of God, I think we should be more mindful about the situations we put ourselves in. Now, part of it is I, I talked about this last night. Part of it is we we want to follow Christ, right? Mm-hmm. But we want to do so with the same mind we always had. Okay. Ooh. What do you mean by that? Yeah. Break so, it down. so we don't want to change break our mind about anything, but we want to follow Christ, right? Okay. We say we want to be a Christian, but we want to have the same mind. I still want to have uh, my mind, but mm-hmm. I want to follow Christ. The Bible is clear, right? It says, if anyone will follow after me, he must deny himself. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. The Bible says, uh, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. Okay. Right? So it says, you need to take on the mind of Christ and deny yourself, right? Yeah. If you're going to follow after, if you're going to be a disciple, a follower of Jesus Christ, there is a self-denial that has to take place. And oftentimes when we tend to give in to our temptations, it's because we're not denying ourselves, we're feeding ourselves, mm-hmm. right? Okay. We're feeding that inner inner part of us that is thirsting for her yeah. or for him, yeah. right? And it, it requires us to change our minds. Don't be conformed to the world. Y'all yeah. know that one, right? Yeah. But be transformed, how? By, By the renewing of your mind, mind yeah. right? It's a mind game that we have to be those who can mentally yeah. think differently after we get into relationship with Jesus Christ. Yeah. Man, so I think what, I, what I'm getting is that what you're saying is that like, if you said you... Like being a Christian is a choice, right? So I I hope no one's getting like right now we're like saying you got to do this or else you know yeah, yeah, like yeah. being a Christian is a choice that people make when they truly want to follow Jesus because of the goodness and grace that Jesus provide for them. It's a free choice, and if you're gonna choose to follow Him, you're saying you got to follow Him all the way. You know, the same way it's like, if I'm going to follow the GPS to a destination, I can't go when the GPS says make a right on Scott Street or I'm going to make a left here. You know, like, if I am I choosing to trust in the GPS to take me to the destination, I have to follow every step. And so so you're saying that the same way if I'm choosing to, if, if our listeners are choosing to follow God, they have to follow him in every step and that's including in their sexuality. Now, let me let me complicate the matter, Ooh. right? Here we go. I'm saying that. Yeah. I am saying that. Like my choice is I've decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, right? Yeah. I'm going I'm going where Jesus tells me to go, but sometimes I'm not going to go yeah. where Jesus tells me to go. Yes. Sometimes I'm not going to follow. Yes. And it, we have to be Christian and compassionate enough as the church to understand, well, shoot, you didn't follow every time and you're the pastor. Yeah. Wow. So why would I follow every time? And yeah. we have to understand that God is a God of 
grace. Mm-hmm. And so we have to be a community of grace yeah. so, such that we're not that hypocrite yeah. that says, you know, all right, well, do it even though I didn't do it. Well, okay. all right, we say that. We say do it because that's what the word of God says. Yeah. And when you don't do it, yeah. we have enough grace to say, all right, you know you shouldn't have done that. Okay. Get on the path, get on the right, straight and narrow, and yeah. try again, right? Yeah. Now, the problem is sometimes we take grace for granted. Uh, and so we just, mm-hmm. yeah, right? The ch- cheap grace is yeah. what mm-hmm. uh, one, one theologian calls it, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm going to keep sinning, and I'm just going to expect God to keep giving me grace. By right? no means. Yeah. Shall, yeah. We, shall we continue now. in sin? We're here. You know that grace <laughs> may abound? We're in here. By no means. Yeah. By no means. Yeah. God forbid, one translation says, don't just keep taking grace for granted. Just yeah. because God is forgiving don't take that forgiveness for granted. At yeah. some point, if you are in an authentic relationship with the Lord, yeah. it should require you in and of yourself to want to change, mm. to want to live right. Yeah, grace is not a license to sin. But I also think, um, I feel like a lot of listening, and it comes back full circle. I think a lot of people don't come to church because I feel like they have that sexual you know, demons or temptations mm. that they always fall. Yeah. Whether it be sex with somebody or it can be a sex in a relationship yeah. or pornography, things like that. They want to say, let me clean myself up yeah. first. Let me, you know, compromise and, and really try to like do it myself before I, before I come to church. Do you hear that often? Right, right. And that's, that gets back to what I was talking about earlier. We try to fix something uh, uh, apart from a relationship with the Lord and his people. Right, you're trying to fix the the part of you that you want to be transformed before you think you're okay to be back in fellowship with the church. That's backwards, right? Mm. Jesus went out and he hung out with with prostitutes and mm. with tax collectors who were reviled in that day. He went and he hung out with persons who others suggested weren't uh, good enough to be in fellowship with everyone. Right? He went and hung out with with lepers. Right? He's in in community with persons. Yeah. Lepers are not the animals, guys. There are people with a certain disease. Right. Those, people... those yeah, yeah, with leprosy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, you know, Biblical somebody... literacy yeah, isn't what yeah, you know, yeah, we yeah, think yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Those with the skin disease known as leprosy. Yeah. He went <laughs> and okay, hung out with them, right? So, so the fact that he would do that suggests that the church should do that. Yeah. The church should be the place where those persons who are reviled by society outside of these walls are most welcomed inside of these walls. And I think, again, the mentality that the church is the place for perfect people has done disservice to the church because now people who are in need, most in need of the church, don't come to the church. I like to use the metaphor the church is a hospital, right? If you're sick, you don't say, I'm going to wait till I get well to go to the hospital. (laughs) No. That's silly. That's silly, right? So if you're you're experiencing something outside of a relationship with Jesus Christ and you you want to experience a relationship with Jesus Christ, you don't say, well, I'm going to wait until I get right before I go to the church. That's the same silly mentality in my estimation. Mm. Mm. Man, so uh, so I think like um, basically you're kind of describing that for a lot of people, you under, like you understand being a man obviously, but being a, a leader that some people are not going to get it perfectly, right? Um, and but most a, people won't. Yeah, yeah. But there's a progressiveness, like a prog- mm-hmm. as some of the theologians call it progressive sanctification. This idea where, like, though not today, it's like a literal com- a conveyor belt where literally God's making you better and better. You're falling day. in the right direction. Exactly. Because gotcha. and so let me tell you a crazy story. This one guy told me. Here we go. I love <laughs> you story know my time. crazy stories. So I was teaching at this camp, and this one guy told me he had six girlfriends. Huh? And he says he's trying to get right with at God. At the same time. 
Oh yeah. Okay. At the same so he same said, time. So he said he was having sex with all six of them. I don't know how. Where he did he it. find the energy? He was a young kid. A oh young, wow, younger he must man. Must stretch. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> so he told me. He said, "What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna go six one week, then five next week." Then four the next week. Oh my! Then three the next week. That's impressive. And then two, <laughs> and then eventually work his way down to one. So, <laughs> at one time I was I like, making this up. I, 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 can't I don't even know what to say. I, I was like, it was so hard because he was a, he didn't know he was literally first time he ever hearing about Jesus and Christianity. So he was just new, and I was like. I see the progression. Yeah. How do you? How would you have answered that question? You know, like, is do you tell him like? It's like I know go go cold turkey, but uh, I, uh, <laughs> I mean, from a health standpoint, that couldn't have been beneficial for the yeah. man no uh, or for those who he's engaging with. Yeah. Um, I, I hope he was being safe, um, but that's, I don't think he was. <laughs> yeah, see, oh my that's God. terrible, man. You know, that's 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 hey, that's the world we live. Literally in, lethal, right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's lethal, lethal behavior. Um, uh, I see what you did there. Um, <laughs> he's too much. He's too much. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm sorry, <laughs> I'm sorry man. This I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, man. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I don't. I don't even know what to say to that guy. And you know, I think there's there's something there's something in his mind that makes him think there's something beneficial or something that makes him more of a man because he has sex with six women. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's that's a distortion of the truth. I, I don't know why. I think we've done a disservice in society to. To what it is to be a man, one, mm-hmm. um, and and before you even get to you know I'm a Christian, right? Yeah. To 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 be a man, you don't have to sleep with six women. You don't yeah. have to sleep with any women. Yeah. Um. You, you know, it, it it just there's so much more to it. And I think there's a lack of integrity yeah. when you engage in that type of behavior. Yeah. Um. That that's most most reckless. Um. On the on the, you know, religious front, I think again, he's He's doing himself a disservice, yeah. really. Um, one, I mean, you know, I have one wife. Yeah, I am very happy to have one wife. I have one girlfriend who happens to be my wife. Um, oh, yes. See what I did? Yeah, you had to do that. You um, had to do that. Yeah. <laughs> so, so uh, it, it it's it's enough to have one. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I it, have none, and that's enough. It um, is. Yeah. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, it, it takes time and energy if you're going to devote yourself to anything well. That's real, right? And to do that, you know, with six, that's just he he was he couldn't have been doing any of those relationships, of course, uh, you know, course any not. benefit, yeah. and and it's just it's detrimental to to his to his health in so many ways, um, and psychologically, it's just. Unbelievable. Um, I I really don't know. I'm I'm at a loss. Because he was, I guess he was thinking like. He has an addiction, you know what I mean, and he's kind of weaning himself off. You know what I mean? I think that's yeah. what he was thinking, like falling into the right direction. Cause I, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understand, like, and practically, I get that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not, yeah, I'm not naive enough to say, oh, well, you know, I get it. You know, maybe you could go two by two, <laughs> or you know, three by three, right? All right, next week I'm gonna drop three. You know, he, I think he was having a little too much fun. Uh, you know, or you know, count by six. Uh, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I don't know, man. I think there has to be better ways. That's yeah. just. 
that's not good. That's yeah. not good. That's ridiculous. Yeah. My, yeah, no, and I and I I, I think I re, the the reason why I wanted to share that story, as ridiculous as it was, I mean that I never forget that story. It was the heart behind it was pure. Sure. You know what I mean? He was new, he didn't know anything, he was trying to follow God, he was trying to get better. And I think for a lot of people, the struggle is, especially in our generation, like so many people grew up, especially those who grew up non-Christian, grew up like having sex at such a young age. And as you know, as a man, once the fun stop, starts, you can't get it to stop. The dog's you know out I mean? the cage. The dog's out the cage, Pandora's mm-hmm. box is open. And they've, been, and, don't stop. and they've been mm-hmm. doing it for years and years and years and years and years. And then when it's time to follow God and be serious, Christian or not Christian, or they trying to get do right, it's so hard after establishing all these patterns. So I'm like, I I mean, I know as a, we both deal yeah, with yeah. that. You know what I mean? I'll, I mean, it's hard. Like, especially if you've been doing something and now you got to stop cold turkey. Yeah. So easily you go to compromise. Yeah. You go to things like, all right, well, we're not going to have intercourse, oh, but we may still do oral sex. Right, we'll right, still, right, or anal right. sex is a new thing. Is it? What? Oh, you didn't hear about it. A lot of girls... And are Stop doing playing. am I lying to you? Look it up. I'm, I'm up. not gonna it no, up. but it's like news articles, so gotcha. it's not like freaking websites. Gotcha. <laughs> but like a lot of teenage girls are engaging in anal sex in order to preserve their virginity nowadays. Wow. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. Loopholes. I don't, I don't yeah. think that's actually preserving, but yeah. I get I get yeah. Yeah. practically. Yeah. That's I mean, what I'm saying. When people people just compromise, they they are they're addicted to porn. They're I mean addicted to their, you know, their significant other is their God. And that's yeah. how they feel worth. Yeah. And that's what people are doing nowadays. Right. And I don't know that the compromise actually, you know, benefits you spiritually or holistically. Yeah. A, a oh, part of you still knows. Doesn't at all. Well, not obviously at all. not, right? <laughs> part of you still knows what you're doing is wrong. Mm-hmm. And and that's why I think the the, you know, once you start, you can't stop. I think that's a misconception. Oh wow. And I think, well, yeah, I mean, I think it's a misconception because we have so uh, fantasized what it is to be a man, right? Mm. So we we and women, because well, a lot of women can't stop either. Absolutely, surely, surely. Just, just, just um, I, you know, my my apologies. I, you know, it's us. I know, I know. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've got, I've got right. complaints. That's why I I've got complaints. Not speaking. No, 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 no. You're absolutely right. Um, and so I appreciate that. Uh, but but likewise for for our, our sisters, we have we have created these uh, idealized um, sexual fantasies and these lives that that we think are normal um, and we have normalized. And so we'll say, you know, once you start, you can't stop. When in reality, you can. You you really can. Um, fill your time with something else. Uh, yeah. You know, change your mind, mind. again. Okay. Uh, but we we have this misconception that, all right, well, I'm, I'm not a virgin anymore, so now I got to screw around every day. Mm-hmm. Not the case. Mm. Not the case. Mm. Um, and and I think there are, there are ways... To, to change our behavior that edifies us more spiritually, physically. Yeah. You're not as tired. You're mm-hmm. not as mentally drained. Yeah. You're not worrying if number four is going to find out about number five and if number six <laughs> is oh going to, you know, yeah, run yeah. into number three. Yeah. Um, <laughs> God. So I, I think there are, there are many, many ways that we can, can remedy the misconception of, uh, you know, Pandora's box uh, yeah. or, you know, once you pop the fun doesn't stop. <laughs> I, de- I definitely uh, agree with the whole mindset. You know, you want to think of things above and out of, of this earth, but I also think it goes back to the church and the community and the body of believers. I also uh, think people need accountability. 
Because yeah. I mean, if you do it on your own, you you gonna fail off top. Yeah. Men, man, women, whoever, yeah, yeah, you yeah. gonna fail off top. And I think people need uh, accountability and they, like need somebody they can be vulnerable to. Like, hey, man, I am struggling with this. I want to stop. This how I feel like you can help me. I don't have all the answers, but I just want to try and figure this thing out mm-hmm. while I grow uh, with Christ. Yeah, absolutely. Iron sharpens iron. I, you use one of the words. I'm in a doctoral program right now. At, um, Talk that ish, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but I've been I've been looking at you know vulnerability and the power of vulnerability. And too often, we're not vulnerable enough uh, with anyone to to be able to move them to a place of transformation, right? Okay. So... I, if I've been where you are, but I don't want to reveal the fact that I've been where you are, yeah, and right. I'm not going to be vulnerable with you to the point where I can say, look, I know exactly what you're going through, yeah. and there's a better way. Yeah. You know, I know the pressures you're experiencing. I've done it. I've messed up. I've been scared that I was going to get that late night text. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, mm-hmm. and if I can't be that vulnerable with someone, uh, now nah, I'm not saying that's my situation. Okay, I'm yeah, saying maybe, maybe I've been in that situation, right? Yeah. So if, but if we can't be vulnerable with people to that to that degree then we miss we miss out on an opportunity to really experience and engage in some transformation in that person's life and they have to go through what we went through already because we won't tell them I've already been there and trust me you don't want to go down that path Lord, yeah let's go back to the people who always want to paint themselves as perfect yeah and people don't they see their flaws and then never come back to the church that's real man it all comes full circle yeah i think it comes full circle man we're professionals. We're professionals. Let me try to because it's like one thing I feel like was consistent. In what you've been you've been sharing from the very beginning is that one, like, never in Christianity are we requiring, are we expecting perfection? We're requiring it, right? Because we're we're trying to follow. You feel like is that? I wouldn't even say we're requiring perfection. Yes, right. We're requiring. Progress. Okay. Discipline. Discipline. Yeah, that's true. I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, 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 there yeah, is yeah. there is the expectation that you're in a relationship with Jesus Christ. Okay. And it is he's drawing you closer yeah. to himself. Yeah. Right. And so as a consequence of your being in relationship with Jesus Christ, being filled with the Holy Spirit, being in conversation with, with the Father, being conversant with the Word of God. That means you read your Bible and you study it. Um, you're being in fellowship with believers. As a consequence of all of these things, you're being drawn closer to the person of Christ, right? And you're starting to look more like Christ as a consequence. Now, does that mean that you won't regress here and there, or you won't have moments where you slip and look less like Christ than you did three weeks ago? Absolutely not. All have sin, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sinning does not stop at the point of salvation, at the point of experiencing salvation. Yeah. The power of sin ceases in your life, right? Ooh, so okay. you you now have the access to eternal life, yeah. but the 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 presence of sin sin. Is still available. I'm still in these words from our pastor who preached a sermon about this okay. Yeah. Um, okay, a couple ahead. Sundays ago. Uh, so a credit credit to Dr. Cosby. Hey, this time, next good. time he won't get credit. Right? <laughs> um, but yeah, you have to understand that none of us is perfect, right? Yeah. We're being perfected, yeah. and that won't happen until Christ comes and and re- re- receives us unto Himself. That's real. No man, I, uh, man, that's, that's was really really powerful, man. I think. Yeah. I think that's something that we all got to apply to our lives. And, I, and um, man, the biggest thing is, especially, like I said, in this holiday season, 
for those who are trying to grow spiritually in the holiday season, for those who want to engage, you know what I mean, the sexual festivities, but are not <laughs> desiring, are, yes, are not desiring, but are desiring to stay faithful and follow God. I think the two things I got from you is one, that like the benefits of following God way outweigh the negative consequences because you're not understanding that though your decisions, you're feeling like, oh, just satisfying my flesh. Like you, you leading this person in this sinful relationship and this experience that you know is not right, it's hurting them. And the very first commandment was to love, love one another. And the mm-hmm. very nature of if I'm going to be loving, especially in the season of giving, not giving that, but if I'm going to wow. be giving love, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want to be engaging in things that are, are going to be hurting other people. So I think, that's, I think that's the first thing. And then just the second thing is that even if you're not perfect, it's about progress. I love that message about it because so many people feel like I can't follow God until I'm perfect. perfect. And like you said, you can't go to the hospital until you're healthy. What? Like <laughs> that this is exactly what God is for. And man, I think I think that's that's really powerful, man. And um I know, man, you got a meeting and we don't want to hold you hold you for too long. No, I'm good. And yeah, let me let yeah. me go ahead, go ahead. Jump on something you said. Yeah. The, that first piece. Um, I'm gonna make a, a slight correction. Okay, go ahead. Uh, you, you said the first commandment is, you know, love love one another. That's Sorry. close. That's close. That's good. The first love one God. is like love God, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, love yeah, God yeah, with everything. Yeah, What's the, yeah. the greatest commandment? Love yeah, God with everything one. you have. Right? <laughs> and then the second one is it's like, like that, it, right? Yeah. Love your neighbor. What's as, the rest? As, as yourself. yourself. So you got to love yourself before you can love your neighbor. Yeah. I think part of the problem is when we start giving ourselves away so freely, Mm. there's a lack of love there. My Lord, let's go down this hole. Like if I'm if I'm so so uh, willing to freely give myself away and look back over my experience five ten years later and say, why in the world? Did I give myself to that person? Mm. Like, were my standards that low? Yeah. No, your love for self was that depleted, Ooh. right? And so Man. you, I mean, maybe, maybe. I'm just guessing. Mm. But, yeah. you know, uh, and I think I think you, that's one of my, my favorite, you know, scripture passages. Uh, I think that the solution to, to all, yeah, why? Well, <laughs> uh, the solution to all the problems that we're facing is love, right? Yeah. Mm. That sounds trite. That sounds, you know, mundane. But honestly, at the mm. end of the day, the so- Jesus is love, right? Yeah. So if Jesus is love, I think Jesus is the solution. I think love is the solution. I wouldn't. I, we wouldn't be on the on the on the verge of war if we loved our neighbors, right? Yeah. We wouldn't be. Uh, we, you, know, you probably wouldn't have the the man in office that we have in office if we had love for one another. Um, because because he's ex, he's expressed so much disdain for different people groups, yeah. Yeah. right? And that can't be accepted by a community whose foundational principle is called to be love, right? Mm-hmm. So that's problematic. Um, and I think in many of our interpersonal relationships, there is a lack of self-love that transfers to a lack of love for neighbor. I can't love you um, as as myself if my my level of love for myself is already low. I don't have I don't have enough love to give you. Mm. Wow, that's powerful. We talked about it one episode. We did. Of course, self love is the best love. Self love is the best love. Man, that's where it starts. Man, so. Oh, gosh, man, this is so good, man. But I want to be respectful for your time. So many bars, um, so many wisdom. The power man, of vulnerability. That goodness gracious. So last last question, and um, I want to hear your thoughts, and I want 
Jordan as well to share Chris. I call him Jordan. We're family. Um, <laughs> I thought he said his name was Chris. His name yeah, is Chris, but kept calling family him calls him Jordan. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, confused. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just yeah. calling him bro. Everybody confused. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bro. So, um, so for those who listen to this episode, um, who've made it through, and they don't agree with the spiritual components of it. They don't. They feel like Jesus. They hear what you said. It kind of sounds. They feel like Jesus and God in the church are irrelevant. And, you know, they want to make it Xmas, not Christmas. They don't. They, they're not concerned with the spiritual stuff about life. Mm-hmm. But what are some closing words? What 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 would you What would you say to people like that who are feeling like, man, like I, I get what you're saying. I just mm-hmm. don't really want to follow God. I don't feel like it's, it's relevant for my life. How would you address these individuals? First off, I would say I respect you. Yeah. Um, I appreciate your your alternative perspective. Um, and I, I would love to, you know, engage in conversation with those who don't always think like I think, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think part of the problem is we're, we're so narrowly defined in our different silos of who we can communicate with that if someone differs in opinion, we, we can't even have a conversation with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I appreciate difference of perspective. Um, and I would say the same thing that I, that I just said, you know, I, 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 maybe we can't all get on the same page with regard to who your God is. Um, my God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Um, Mm -hmm. the, the God of the, the Jewish Jesus who Mm -hmm. became the, the Christian not the leader, white Jesus. The Christ, Christ Jesus. No, the Afro-Asiatic Jesus. Ooh. Um, <laughs> Not the white Jesus. Right. I don't know a white Jesus, honestly. Um, historically, yeah, again. Um, but, but no, we, we may not be able to agree on all of that. Yeah. But I would hope we can agree that love is best. Mm. Um, you know, in, in a world that is so... Uh, divided and uh, division is di- division is just so prevalent in every sphere of life. I would hope that we can all still agree agree on the fundamental principle that that it it's best to love. Love is better than hate, um, and and love is the only thing that can drive out hate. Right? Um, darkness can't drive out darkness. Only light can do that. Mm. Hate can't drive out hate. Only love can do that. Um, Dr. King. Um, so we have to be those who understand that we have to, as a, as a again, Dr. King says, uh, a, a network of mutuality, right? Mm. We're, all, we're all in a fabric of mutuality interwoven. So what, when my sister or my Latino brother um, is hurt, then that should hurt me. Yeah. Or when my Caucasian brother or sister or Asian brother or sister is hurt, that should hurt me because I care about that person's humanity mm. and I have a basic love for that person because we share the fact of life that we're both people. Mm. So when I look at people, I don't see Christian or Jew or Muslim. Uh, I see people. Mm. And I think we've, we've become so attached to labels mm. that we've done ourselves a disservice. And labels have done a disservice to love. Mm. I just, uh, wow. yeah, that, that sounds good to me. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Write that down so I can remind I, myself I, yeah, about yeah. it, right? <laughs> labels have done a disservice to love because now I've labeled you yep. and I've classified you outside of the bounds that my love reaches. Wow. Who? <sighs> so to your question, what would I say to my brothers and sisters who, who differ in uh, perspective? I would say I love you. Wow. Yeah. I mean, yeah. And then and from from coming from that love, I think you kind of 
I think you have to share the gospel. Like, how can I? I saw a YouTube video. I think it's Penn and Teller, and somebody preach. Uh, I can't remember which one's Teller, which one's Penn, but the yeah, big I know one. you're talking about. Um, guy came up to him, shared the gospel with him, and he was just fascinated by by um, what he was saying. He was mm-hmm. like, um, "If this is true, if if Jesus came to save me, um, like, you must have to hate somebody to not to tell somebody." Like, mm. you literally must really, like, don't care about the person across from you or next to you if you don't share the gospel. If you really believe that he came to save sinners. That's basically the theme of the Bible. Um, so I think also you have, to, you have to give love, but loving as well, you kind of have to share what you believe in mm-hmm. and hope they repent and believe in the gospel and make that journey. To that end, I would add an addendum to my statement. Here we go. Okay. I love you. Yeah. And so does God. Amen. Mm. I like it. Man. Alexander, we appreciate <laughs> man, you, man. This, this is, is the dimes you were dropping, man. Yes, sir. Guys, please, man, hope you guys rewind this podcast. Get out your notebook. Go ahead and take some notes. Man, I will. I, I can't wait I know, to listen to it, my I day. know I will. Um, like I said, man, we, we really appreciate you, man. This is a great blessing. Um, the wisdom that you provided, not just... I don't I know about like, wisdom. Man, don't, musings. Don't, don't humble yourself like <laughs> Stop that. It. Stop it. Stop like it. False humility. <laughs> God, it sickens me. But no, I really do appreciate you, man. Just thank you so much. Thank we, you, guys. This is a blessing. It's an honor. It's an honor. So, as I said at the beginning of the show, this is your boy, Hafiz. This is Chris, Jordan, all that. <laughs> the Reverend Alexander E.M. Johnson. Oh! Damn. And we are the roommates. Now you hey, know guys, he black. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> there it hey, is. Got to put it in there. <laughs> go ahead and make sure you go ahead and hit uh, the subscribe button if you guys are on iTunes. And also follow if you guys are on SoundCloud. And share, 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 share. Share, share, share. iTunes. Give us a review, guys. Let people know. Continue to share positivity. Share love. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. See you next week. And we are out of here. Be blessed. Woo!